When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL game, any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. It's that simple. Just remember to use the code PHNX when you sign up. Frank, Johnny, happy Friday. I am so thrilled because... We're in the uh, the other studio yeah. here, and I just peeped something real quick. Um, so this is normally where the Coyotes podcast is recorded, and mm-hmm. Leah has this quiet, please quiet sign uh, that she has, and I see it. I'm going to grab it, and so I might just... Uh, Johnny, if you're talking too much, I might just have to hold it up. <laughs> I was about to say, I love being in this room, like fancy shit, like these pillows and stuff, and this comes out, and now I'm not feeling this room anymore, and I want to move. <laughs> This is a great sign. That is a great sign. Good job. Good job by Leah. I'll just put this right here, Johnny, just in case. I wonder, I wonder if one of the persons at the event like kind of left it and walked away and she scooped it, though. Nah, Amazon. What? Amazon. Leah does strike me as a little bit of a klepto. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that would definitely what she would do. All this stuff, all this coyote shit stolen from... Various it's outlets. It's got a golfer, outlets, golfer on it. Was she out in maybe the Phoenix Open and just snagged it? <laughs> uh. Definitely possible. She's going to go rogue as our producer here pretty shortly. Also, two things have made me incredibly happy tonight. This sign and the fact that I had a sweet potato sandwich for dinner. Sweet potato sandwich. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So I don't, I don't know what. Right. What, is, what is that? Like that. sweet potato, uh, a little Bacon. bit of cheese. No, there's no meat. What so kind of much. bread, like a bread, like so on, the, on they, some bread? So they, t- they typically have like this really good bread. Um, it's, a, it's wildflower, but I swap it out for sourdough because mm. that's just a little, okay. I just okay. try to, it's not, it's, I mean, it's a little healthier. I just try to, you know, make my swaps when I can. Yeah. But they've got this like dressing on the thing that's like dang delicious. If you, if you ever have the chance to eat at wildflower, just try the sweet potato sandwich. And you know, you know what turned turn me on to the sandwich was that used to be, uh, I don't know if they're doing it this year, but it was the Suns would cater wildflower. Yeah. And they would have three options. They would have a vegetarian <laughs> option, though, that was a sweet potato sandwich. Mm-hmm. And I like it's like my favorite sandwich now because I would eat it at Suns games. It's too funny. It sounds just like the lunch I had today with some Mott's applesauce and dino nuggets <laughs> with my uh, two year old. So we're, we're speaking the same language. Dude, so. Dino nuggets dino are the bomb. Nug- they are gluten free. I mean, 
are the bomb. My lunch was not that. It was Lolo's chicken and water. Was it really? Yes, it was. And I actually had the uh I had the baby rays, um, mm. which is Larry's un- um, uncle, and uh, it comes with uh, three succulent pieces of chicken over gravy with succulent. onions. Oh, yeah. You got to put succulent because it's very absolutely delicious. Isn't that uh, like a plant? Uh, succulent? No, it's like a... It's like a term of saying... It, like it's just moist, delicious. moist yeah. a little bit. No, we don't yeah. use that word around here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't use that word. That is an offensive word. But um, back to your... Uh, so it's bread and then all they, I know I, is when I Google succulent, the plants come up. Really? I'm pretty sure Jay got this one. Jay, hit it with those verbs. Let her know your adjectives are on fire. <laughs> oh, one A. Thank you. Full of juice. Hello. Moist and tasty. Yes, yes, Hell yes, yeah. Hell yeah. We yeah. got it. And, and the other thing though is is it's a plant. So we're all right. Well, it, it did not taste like any plant base I have ever had before. It was absolutely <laughs> delicious. So I, you know, I went back to checking some now. That's my most healthiest uh, meal I had today. I'm trying to work on something. Okay. All okay. right. It's a process. It's a process. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, get into some Cardinals football, starting with our Fridays, four downs, things you need to know heading into Sunday's game. Uh, first off, Cliff Kingsbury remains in COVID protocols. He's been working all week from home, putting in the game plan virtually, uh, and it is up in the air whether or not he's going to be on the sidelines on Sunday. Uh, the Cardinals are giant favorites to beat the Texans. They are 18-point favorites, which is uh, – Almost unheard of. And then Zach Ertz will make his debut as an Arizona Cardinal. He is expected to play. And J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins will face their former teams for the first time. So just some of the storylines heading into this one. But first off, I was um, not so much surprised that uh, Vince Joseph was doing the media availability again today. But, you know, they keep reiterating that because of COVID – it's not that bizarre because they were doing virtual meetings and things like that, everything virtually last year. And it's still Cliff's uh, game plan. And if he's not, if he's, if he's able to go on Sunday, he'll coach. If he's not, it'll be the same exact roles as it was last weekend. A a crazy situation. I know it's a lot easier because he's a, it's a home game. If it was an away game, they probably, they might already just go ahead and X him out. No, I, I disagree. I disagree with myself on that one because Mike got a jet. Wow. <laughs> Mike has a jet. I know. I thought I was like, hold up. He would no. He if he if he found out Saturday night that he could coach. You just had like two I know, like, things just, on your shoulders here talking. I did to like, bro. That's stupid. Don't say that. Don't say that. Think about Mike has a jet. Like you can get if it was if he found out four a.m. in the morning and he need to make it to the game. He can get there. Mike has a jet. Well, they're in the, town too. They're, right, they're but that's what I'm saying. That's gotcha. why I said gotcha. if he was if it was a away game, yeah, that they, he probably would just go ahead and x him out. But I was like, hold up. Mike got a jet. They're going to be testing so be him testing, yeah. around the clock up until Sunday morning. If, if he gets cleared Sunday morning, he'll be he'll be at the game. Uh, and he's had his imprints all over this game plan this week. I mean, like, I thought there'd be a better chance Kingsbury was back this week rather than Chandler Jones, who had symptoms all of last week. You figure maybe that's going to take more time for him to become asymptomatic and, and test negative. I don't want this well, to Well, he become... was gone, what, 10 days? Yeah. I mean, what's the... Yeah, is that what it is? I, I have, I, yeah, What's I have seven to ten days up. Yeah, so it, it kind of fell at the the perfect time for him to come back. I I just feel like we're this far into it. Maybe he, Cliff comes back, but I think at this point, more realistically, looking at the Packer game, I don't know that definitively, but I just feel like, I mean, if he got tested, he was meeting in front of the media last Thursday, and then he got tested 
and it was positive Friday. last Friday. So I mean, like he met Friday. Yeah. So I, I would, I would imagine, and he probably got tested Thursday. So I would imagine that if he gets cleared, it would be like right before the game time, if anything. I mean, the good thing too is they with the coach. I don't, I don't think there's any well, a because of who they're playing, but b because there's just confidence in this coaching staff and what they were able to do under yeah. short notice, and so it was such a scramble. Um, I asked fans if just it felt like, you know, they had really gotten into the groove of things and a, a, a lot less chaotic than it was last week. And he was like, for sure. I mean, last week weekend was an absolute blur mm-hmm. and everyone's kind of settled into their roles this week. And so and, and then with the addition of still the, the communication, it still exists with Clef. Um, so I don't think anyone is worried necessarily if Cliff isn't able to be there on Sunday. Uh- if Cliff does not show up and the Cardinals win, which we expect him to win again, is this a formula going forward for co- some coaches or not necessarily, you know, consulting? Stay with home. The, yeah, stay at home <laughs> coaches and you have to consult with. Now you can you can hire consultants to come in and do something like that outside oh. of actually having to put them on the staff as the one who can do the game plan. I think that they have a player coach right now in number 99. And I think that in combination with Vance Joseph, oh. that's the difference. No disrespect to Vance. I think he's doing a fantastic job. But J.J. Watt, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Right now is the heartbeat of this team, is holding everybody accountable. I I think that as long as he's healthy, um, I'm not sure it really matters who's coaching on Sundays. I mean, I think you got to give credit to the coaching staff as well. I mean, we talked about it, but it's not Vance Joseph's first rodeo. (laughs) He knows how to lead a football team. So I'm sure J.J. Watt is acting as somewhat of a – a glue and a, and a leader that's, you know, keeping this team together and focused. But I mean, we, they're incredibly lucky to have a former head coach that wasn't a head coach that long ago, Mm -hmm. uh, just a few years. And so, um, I don't know that Vance can get enough credit too. And of course what follows it is all the conversations surrounding, you know, he's going to get a head at least be a candidate for head coaching jobs moving forward, especially if they win without Cliff. Yeah. Um, again, this weekend, and you know that's maybe another another conversation for another day. But um, I give you know all the props to to Vance Joseph and what he's been able to do, just taking over the reins on this team. So there's a hot rumor going around. I, I don't know if there's clarity with this or not, but that if and when Chicago makes a move off of Matt Nagy and and Pace. That they'd be interested when. in when, yes, <laughs> they'd be interested in potentially Vance Joseph and Adrian Wilson to come run their organization. I've heard that multiple times recently. Um, if that does come to pass, it means the Cardinals have had a hell of a year and we want both those individuals to succeed. Selfishly, we want them here. But I made a joke last night to, <laughs> to some of our PHNX team members and I said, can't wait for Vic Fangio to get fired and replace Vance Joseph when he gets a head coaching job. Nobody thought that was funny. So. <laughs> They're scarred from. They are. I mean, Vance didn't have a great run there either, so mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're scarred. It would be a great. It would be a great situation for him. Um, look, the coaching carousel in the NFL is a is a funny one, and it's a funny ride. Seeing what he had already accomplished, what he did in Denver, and the short window of time he was able to do that, and lost that job and came here. Um, but he's definitely proven to be a leader, and Vance looked like he has the opportunity to. to to motivate guys and get guys, but you need a right situation. Mm-hmm. And right now, this is the right situation. So if he can, wherever he goes, I'm pretty sure if, if I'm him, I don't leave unless it's a right situation. Yeah. Because right now, this is a right situation. And it would be 
foolishness to earn another three million dollars more. And I say that I almost want to say that stupid to even say that that you you would turn down a job that would pay you three three million dollars more. It's only thirty two head year. coaching gigs, right? In, in, the, in the entire world for pro least, football, you at least get two years to do that. But and, he's already had a taste. Like for instance, I've gotten to a point in my career where. We're relatively speaking, I'm, I'm so three million dollars for me. I, we know you're out of here. It's but relative, seven but relatively speaking, if there was just a little bit more to go, leave Arizona, a place that I love and don't want to leave, or you know whatever his case is, like wherever you feel is a good fit for you. So for for me, it's here in Arizona, right? Like you could offer me a little bit more, and maybe it's like okay, that's that's. That's a good amount more. Right. I'm not leaving. So I don't know what Vance is thinking, but if he is at that point in his career, I've been a head coach before. For me, it's yeah. about what what fits and where I enjoy being. I mean, also, yeah. why wouldn't you want to live in Arizona? Especially when you're you're. I mean, things are going to change down the road, but you know, right now this is this is a, a hot team in the valley, and it's just a great spot to be. So I know what Michael Bidwell is thinking. Let's make Vance Joseph the highest paid defensive coordinator in football and see if that gives him any leeway and to reconsidering potential offers in the off season. But I don't know. I Sh- hope that's what he's saying. Chicago, they've got, they run similar scheme three, so four. Cold. They've got Khalil Mack, like Chandler Jones. They've got a young quarterback. I, I agree with you. I think inevitably he, he does stay because I think the security here, I mean, he, he Kingsbury. And I think we don't talk about this enough. I think he's a pretty selfless guy, and I think he gives Vance Joseph free reign to do what he wants, specifically defensively, and I think he has a lot of say on this team. And I know when they draft players, they draft players for Vance Joseph. Like, they have conversations about who fits his scheme, so he's involved with that. So even if he's not a head coach, he's got some personnel, say, players that they target in free agency he's had a rapport and a history with. So I agree with you. It's like quality of life, right? Do you want to make a little more extra money? It's like if you're working in... In retail, or you're working regular business hours. Do you want to work nights and weekends, but make more money? Or do you want to work regular hours, pick up your kids from school? That kind of analogy. I know that's an extreme extreme example, but I mean, man, he, he's carved out a nice little niche here and, and can certainly solidify himself further. I like what Alex says in the comment section. Vegas is just like Arizona. There's an opening in Vegas he could go to as well, too. There's a quarterback established there. There's a there's a defensive. Defensive front on that side as well. I mean, if they have the top defense in the NFL, like he he's going to get head coaching jobs. And they're right now they have the number two scoring defense in the NFL, and the yeah. number one is is Buffalo. And I think Arizona after this week is going to be number one. So I mean, let's see how the season finishes out. I, I'd be surprised if you look at over the course of recent history, defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators that weren't the head coach that had the top unit in the NFL for that subsequent year, did they get hired? I that's be an interesting case study. All right, so we have a question in the chat. Uh, how's Corey Peters doing with COVID symptoms? We haven't gotten an update really on his symptoms, but I do know that Chandler Jones is the only player that has uh, returned to practice from since he's gotten COVID. I don't think he's been activated yet, so I'm like trying to choose my words wisely. He's back from, from COVID protocols, but he's not active yet. Um so not quite sure about Corey Peters, but he he's still he's not back. That's for sure. I would think Corey would be the last person that comes back because he was, he was the last most that recent tested, person. Yeah. yeah, that tested positive. Yeah. 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 Um, so Cardinals 18 point favorites now over the Texans. It's almost hard to take keys to the game like seriously 
because it's like you're better in every regard just like don't screw it up for yourselves and you'll be fine i think to be honest with you best case scenario like this is what my plan would be is run the score up early and you know get some of your starters out of there for some rest because you've got a short week coming up like that yes. would be my great game plan point. i see you coach that's, that's a, a great that's a great point that's a great game plan i would do the same thing as well um but based upon my prediction of scoring points that i believe is going to happen <laughs> I, i'm gonna I'm need them to play four quarters because i think in order for me to keep winning in this prediction on who's how many points we score, <laughs> I got to make sure they play all four quarters. Can we play a fun game real fast? Can the two of you combine name six Houston Texans? David Johnson. <laughs> There's one. Uh, Mills. Yep. Um, Sorry, I don't mean to put you guys on the spot. No, Mills. Uh, Watson. Yeah, I guess oh, that well, counts. Yeah. Yeah. As a player, okay. I guess. Uh, just start some Can last I Google? Names. No, Ryan. you cannot Google. <laughs> <laughs> ma'am uh, ma'am that's cheating oh shucks the coach cully uh, <laughs> that doesn't count um shucks ross blacklock well you know the 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 rationale I'm behind why that. that's important to highlight that was the pick hopkins yeah 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 really? yeah he's been out on covid leave for like three weeks so yeah. i don't know if isn't we'll that crazy him. though man like yeah. that's that's how far you could fall from you know, being one of the top teams in the AFC, having conversation with a stud quarterback and a great receiver in D Hobbs and, you know, JJ Watt adding pieces to it alongside of him and you guys fighting for AFC championship conversations. Right. And then in one year, you know, it flips that bad. It's such a fickle man. Mark Trestman used to say that all the time. I had him for one year, maybe, I think one year. And that's all he, that's, heard all, that name in a while. that's all he preached was that, hey, look, guys, I know what I'm doing. Buy into the system because we might not be the same team next year. It's a great point. And to say that, man, where we are right now, look at us. We're six. No, we, you know, this, this is, you got to take advantage of this moment because, of course, we run the table. A lot of things are going to change because contracts are going to come up. Guys are going to leave. And not to know anybody like that, really, to know anybody on the Houston Texans team and to watch how it imploded over the summer. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Their running back room is like, it's, I, I nice. actually it's forgot about really him. Nice, I forgot right? about him. <clears throat> but that's the sad part, man. It's just really, it's really amazing how. I mean, we did it in '98, so I, I can't be surprised. But not the way that this team has really just imploded, and we gave away players the same way because of contractual situations. So I guess I look back. I guess I can say it because '98 was something totally amazing for the Cardinals, and then 1999, it was like we were just was boo boo again. Can just, you can you believe <clears throat> that the Texans were up 24, 24 to nothing against Kansas City in the divisional round? In 2019, Hopkins' last game. So they blew that game. Bill O'Brien did. I think the Chiefs went on to win the Super Bowl that year. So it was Hopkins' last game with the team. Since then, they've won five games. Oh, Lord. They won won four last year. They started 0-4. They fired Bill O'Brien, right? Because they were like, "What, what is this guy doing? We let him be our GM and our head coach, and we traded away our one of our better assets. And then... This year they're they're one and five and could conceivably not win another game this year. To your point, Frank, they literally were up twenty four nothing in the divisional round on the eventual Super Bowl champ with Watson and Hopkins and JJ Watt and Will Fuller, and now they are literally in, in what equates to an expansion level team. And you know the saddest part about that is that <clears throat> it wasn't really play on the field. It was locker room issues. Right. It was sensitive conversation amongst men. It was Bill O'Brien. Yep. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's the part where you look at, like, a team 
And if I was a fan of Houston, I'd be so I'd be so like pissed because I don't think Bill O'Brien is welcome in that city. Oh, no. that's a, that's no. a good, good no. point. But I just I mean, it's, it's so fickle, man. We got a, you know, a bunch of people, Brigade Travel Club. Everyone travels. They want to support their team. They're there. They want to be on board. They it's just so many fans that just love their team that's in the city uh, for whatever reason. And they hold on to it dearly. And then to watch a team of that caliber implode. And now, like right now, we're talking about a team that's in the NFL that's about that that could probably be the first 40 burgo by the car you know and that that in itself says you guys have just like i know what a losing locker room looks like yeah i know what a losing team feels like it is absolutely horrible because you might have one or two players that came to that team that they know they they got that in them to be all pro and pro bowl and what it feels like to get to super bowl and have all that confetti moment and then you get here and it's just nothing it's, I mean, it's a good payday. Two out of their last three <laughs> it's games, a good payday. they didn't score a touchdown. It's tough. David tough. Johnson is the fourth or fifth highest paid player on the team this year. Deshaun Watson's in the top three to five. Dear Lord. He's not playing. Um, Zach Cunningham is in that conversation. He was an inside linebacker from, I think, Vanderbilt. He has now been benched. He's a backup. Um they are just, it's a complete teardown. And I think that when we talk about the Sean Watson situation, off the field situation aside, I think it just makes sense for them because you've heard his name come up recently that Miami potentially is going to make mm-hmm. a move for him. Like if you're Houston, like you just okay, need to. Okay, that cannot be real. It, that How in the world would any team even want to. Like uh, t- within a ten with a ten foot pole touching. I will give you my opinion. Why well, I would never trade for him. That's let me put the big caveat on that. But I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm talking about off the field. I'm so. not condone. You're right. That's what I'm saying. I'm not condoning anything. I would not trade for him. I Miami is one in five, right? Their GM and their head coach drafted a player in front of another player that's a superstar. Two was not the answer. I think they realize that. We have to make this move now to save our jobs, right? Even though it's crazy. I think Brian, Brian Flores is so a good coach. So bringing in Deshaun Watson to save everyone's butt? And the owner wants him to. And at the end of the day, if the owner wants him, they feel it. So the owner, the good analogy that I heard, I didn't coin this, but the owner is real estate mogul. He flips properties. They look at Deshaun Watson as a depreciating asset that they can potentially, we're going to get him, the regular price on Deshaun Watson would be what? Like three first round picks, two mm-hmm. twos, a high performing player. They're like, Hell, let's just let's just throw it out there. Let's get him for thirty cents on the dollar. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But if it does, now we're 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 sitting pretty with a top so five quarterback. Saying, get him if he gets his name cleared. We've they, got him, and we'll play on him on a discount. On a okay, I just don't. Think I wouldn't that condone. Want, no, I wouldn't condone a, it. A, if you're struggling, the last thing you want to do is bring in a guy like that who's going to get all the attention for all the wrong reasons. And who knows at this point? I mean, I'm not in any sort of NFL locker room, but I mean, I don't think I, if I was a player. And okay, obviously, we guilty until pro- innocent until proven guilty here. But if I was a, a player, I would want to play for him as bring a quarterback. Him. Bring him. Remember what Bring happened, him. Ben Roethlisberger. Bring him. Bring him right on in, in there. Pittsburgh, getting Please, people Lord. trapped in women's or in, in the bathroom. Please, Lord. Please bring him. Bring him. There is nothing worse than having. There's not. Look, I we don't know the answers to what happened. It could be an easily conversation that says the district attorney walks up and says, "Look, I'm sorry. Look, everything we've gone through, they found no fault in what's going on. 
all these hearsay, blah, blah, blah. We can drop the charges. He's been 100% cleared. Your boy, the commission can walk up and say, you know what? Since he's been cleared, we're going to go allow this trade He's to not happen. even suspended. But he can play right now. And then so that conversation right there. He's as got a player, like 800 allegations just, against him. Just start, Look, as just a, start as writing a, as checks. A, as a, as a, no, just as a player, I just need you to do your job. And right now. But the quarterback's not just a player. If I I just need They're, they're him, ready to sell their soul. I just, no, no, like. no, no, no. Not it's, you, it's Miami not, I'm is. saying, no, it's not, it's not that. I swear, let me tell you something. It's not that serious. It's, it's, not, it's not that serious. It's not the, unless you know that you know that you know, which none of us knows. Until we know, then we I give said, like I I agree. You, you, you agree with that? So therefore, I just need a player right now. I don't have a player. I, I don't have they a player. They took Tua I, over I need, Justin Herbert. It's going to be one of the biggest drafts. Have misses. we have we forgotten about all the conversations that we've had about culture and things like that? Does it really Miami not matter? Doesn't care. Miami doesn't. No. Care what what will happen? Let Let's do this here. Any anytime you bring a player to a team that you know he can make plays, he will elevate the expectations of the others around him. Okay, you also he, we already have to know think, he's a leader. You, you, but have you actually, like, read, and, and I have not, like, have not played investigative reporter in it, but have you actually read the amount of allegations and <laughs> what they are, and you still think that? I think that the allegations are a conversation off the field. I think that what we do on the field is another thing that's totally different. And so what will Not happen when it comes to that? What, listen, if look, you stole some crab legs from a store, you, you'll know fine. this here. What was the what was the football player? I, I can't excuse me. y'all. I forget. What was the football player that had that was in my I was in Miami driving his car or something and he ran. He killed a pedestrian and still played. Oh, receiver. yeah. Yeah. Um, a receiver. It'll come to you. But when it comes to you, he killed a pedestrian and he came to play. We got multiple players in multiple situations that have multiple problems. But when they come to play. They show up to play. They will elevate the level of expectation in that locker room. I, I know it sounds crazy. Just I know it. I know it. I swear. I know it sounds crazy. But there is something different when a player shows up that you know can make plays. And all the I guys just, are gonna go. And all the go guys gonna be to like, them? look. They, what they're gonna do is they're gonna remember what they saw in practice with Tua. They're gonna be like, <laughs> hell yeah, we got Deshaun Watson. And they're gonna say we got Deshaun Watson, and they're gonna be like, all I gotta do is like, it makes your job that much easier. You're probably losing your games. Ask the damn Texans. They're losing their game because they don't have experience. They don't have someone that can just make the plays. You need people that can make plays in the NFL. I'm not saying it's a beautiful situation politically or just morally how it looks. But when it comes to a guy that can get a job done, you just want a guy that can get a job done. Why is Josh... And why is Josh Gordon continually being resigned? Ta-da. Well, now this, but Josh Gordon didn't hurt anybody but himself. But this is the quarterback. This is a top five quarterback in the in the peak of his prime. Yeah, but you can't compare what. Okay, don't be insulting now. You can't compare the allegations. And yes, I understand they're just allegations. You're right. The allegations. Some, you're right. We can't. Get, we can't be insulting because we know for a fact here's a fax. That Josh Gordon actually well, has, you get a problem. Yeah, as, but, as actually has a problem. Player. We don't know for well, a fact. But but then also what what the, 
having a, a personal issue that's a drug problem that's your own you know demon that really only affects you and uh, it affects others like his family and things like that who you know we don't stuff we don't know but it's not like he went out and was assaulting people because he was on drugs or something mm-hmm. like that i mean we're talking about like night and day different things and you could also argue whether or not josh gordon deserves to be in the league but at the end of the day it was he had a personal drug problem and he's fought his way you know back to return you know okay so maybe a better example is the the, who's the defensive end from from dallas that jerry kept resigning that uh, i can see it too assault charges against them i can't remember and then he's like a ufc fighter now yeah Uh, yeah they're they're bottom line miami's owner wants him he's willing to waive his trade clause to go to miami and the texans asking price compared to the offseason to now, has gone substantially down. So they think that they can buy him on on a discount, and they are they know they don't have the answer at quarterback, and they don't. And you got to remember, too, they don't have their first-round pick in the top 10. They've got their pick later. They traded it away to Philadelphia. So now they think, well, we can't get a quarterback early in the draft next year. What are we doing? We're in purgatory. So it's an indictment of Tua. It's an indictment of ownership in Miami to yeah. think that they can do this. But at, at the end of the day, if you're Houston, like you just, I would just move off of them, get what I can, and start over. You're going to have a top two, one to two draft pick. Just start over. Players need players that make plays. And if you get a player that can come make plays, then you'll accept a lot of the BS that comes along with him. He can be anything he wants to be off the field. David Boston was a different person off the field than he was on the field. Night and day difference. David Nightlife was his nightlife. David, David Nightlife. Da- well, his nightlife was his nightlife. And da- what David did in the offseason was his offseason. But when he came to We're work, talking about like sexual assault type allegations, not like I was a huge partier and like to have yeah, fun that mor- morally maybe other people. All right, but, so then so, we, need to, so, we need to compare it to Ben Roethlisberger because it's the only thing that's comparable. They wanted to bring legitimate charges against him. They didn't have enough. There were civil suits. He paid people off. He trapped women in, in re- public restrooms and bars in Pittsburgh and he got off. And that and they and they now not in so many words he he got off in terms of criminal charges. Where's my head? I'm so sorry. He got off in <laughs> criminal charges. That's what's comparable. And they and nobody talks about it now, even though we all think right. it. And they went on Remember. to win how many division titles and compete for championships. I'm sure Miami's looking at that like if well if Big Bang can get cleared, maybe Deshaun can get cleared. Well, uh, Jacob told me to use the quiet please sign, so I'm just gonna hold this up and we're gonna move, we'll on, move on to the next cool, topic. Cool. Good call, Jake. Thank you, Jacob. Um, Zach Ertz making his debut as an Arizona Cardinal. I don't know. Maybe the extra time that Cliff Kingsbury has on his hands at home playing scientists when it comes to drawing up plays and making the game plan. Maybe he's got some interesting ways of uh, incorporating Zach Ertz into this one. He should. I mean, this is a weapon that that just doesn't need a bunch of help. You just you put him in a position. You Like I said before, you really don't need to give him the playbook or the plays. He doesn't have to know the full cadence or the count. Someone can just tell them to line up right side, out, off the tackle, on the line, and he'll, he'll know exactly what to do with a number or a sign of what play he has to run or what route he has to run. Absolutely, he brings so much to the table. If I'm the coach, I mean, to me, I feel like I got, I got so many weapons and so many opportunities, and it just honestly, it makes the scenarios of the game a lot easier for him because third and, third and four looks like something you have more opportunity to find a tight end in a position. You have more routes that are just – Quick passes to the tight end, and again, he is—he's surprisingly able to get still scratch the defense. He makes all the all the catches, left, right, one hand, two hands. He catches it, the guy's just 
to me, I, I look at this as a win across the board. Yeah. And for him, coach don't have to do anything. He shouldn't have to do anything more besides just move a receiver out of the spot <clears throat> and then and let him let him interchange with the routes and it just it'd be easy to go from there. So you'd be proud of me. I looked up his odds to uh, on Sunday score touchdown because oh, we okay. were looking. Yeah, yeah. We were looking. Where did you think I was going with that? We were looking for those odds earlier in the week, and they weren't up yet. But he's plus two forty to score a touchdown, which is relatively low odds, uh, which means that there could be a better than good chance that he does score. Uh, but I'm with Frank. I think that he is an immediate plug and play he gets guy. Two. Yeah. Oh, that'd be he nice. gets two. That'd be nice. I'm he's- going on a limb. <laughs> And the limb is a small branch, and I'm a hundred and something pounds. Well, you see him at practice, and he's, he's yeah, Frank. Two. That's a little much. He's getting two touchdowns. Right, easily. I'm not. They're going to put going on an two. offensive show. So this are you're you're placing you're placing a bet on uh, on what Johnny was the just saying? The anytime touchdown. The anytime touchdown. You're plus two forty. You're sold on. Yeah, I'm so I'm so he'll get two without a problem. They are. It'll be easy. He looks to me like I see pictures of him, and he's just a physical specimen. This is not somebody who's coming off injury that they're going to slowly at. Like he was producing at a high level for Philadelphia, and Cliff Kingsbury and the coaching staff clearly are, are you know, smart enough to get him involved. Screen passes, seam passes. I think he's going to see five or six targets on Sunday. Well, normally I pick uh, a winner in the Cardinals game as my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. But I'm picking Zach Ertz there you go. on the anytime touchdown. I think he's going to score. Yeah, I do too. Uh, if you guys want to get in on the action, download those DraftKings Sportsbook app using the code PHNX. But as always, it's 21 and over Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And before we move on, I do want, if you haven't heard yet, Uh, We've got an awesome thing coming up next Thursday, so we're looking a little bit ahead. We've partnered with Bird Gang Travel Club and the Lola out at Westgate. Uh, We've got a little event going from 2 to 5 p.m., but we're also doing a pregame show there and a postgame show there, so really... Me, you, and Frank, me and Frank, and Johnny, you're going to be at the stadium, but we're staying there for we're going to we're posting up for a while. I will be posting up for a while. <laughs> I think didn't Saul say if you pay fifty bucks, you can like unlimited drink. Fifty five, yeah, fifty five bucks unlimited drink. Yeah, f- <laughs> tickets are fifty five bucks, uh, and you get in and you, you get uh, free get drinks, drink? which you can't really beat. Look, can't beat that. We're going to be in there. Frank will be signing autographs. Yep. He'll, he'll be, uh, he might have had 10 drinks, but he'll do his best. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see your signature. <laughs> Pull your shirt. I'm sorry. Pull it, pull it down. This is, oh, my God. I, I got it. No, I won't be, I won't be slushy. I'll be ready to go. Um, I won't, I'll be, be ready to have go. Have you excited. ever been in a situation where you were intoxicated and you're like, oh, crap, that doesn't even look like my signature? Come on, Frank, no, admit it. No, not not intoxicated, <laughs> but just, you know, sometimes you try to get cute with certain things. And my signature is like a, like Arnold Palmer says, if you're going to sign something, make it legible. So I try That's to make a good it rule thumb. where you can read it. And, Who had the uh, worst signature that when you played with them? Do you remember? Probably 65% of the football team. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is what they do. So if you don't know, they typically do this here. They they'll put a bin of probably two hundred balls, yeah, in a bin, and they'll set they'll sit you down in the room, and it's you know by order of seniority, and so who's ever the first one to touch the ball, he's like zip, and and the next sixteen guys are like never, then no one's like let me uh, get this right here, and they'll just they'll just start stacking balls. You're holding up yeah. a conveyor line. And we're just, you're messing up that belt. And it's like, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. So 
Aww. Uh, it's yeah, it's uh, but the best signature I think I've ever seen was Rob Moore and um, Boomer Sison. Oh, nice. Boomer hits the B O M. You can see all of it, and then he'll seven. Just got like some pride in the ER seven down, and I Rob. Love that. Rob goes with the Rob Moore, and he types it all in one one swoop, and then he's in the eighty five. It's just like right on point. He never takes his hand out off the ball. So I thought that was pretty tight. So, you know, me, here I am. I got like six balls right here holding, holding up the line. Like, <laughs> I'm going to sign my name and get a scripture on here. Slow down, guys. I got to write it all out. I'm sure there are a lot of fans that appreciated your your time. Like, I appreciate that because that was, uh, that was, you know, I figured you took the time to wait for me. I figured I should give you the, the best of me in that yeah. window. So that's all it is. Frank right. loved the kids. <laughs> Uh, well, J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins going to face their former team for the first time since departing from Houston. So a lot of people would think that there's a lot of extra motivation for those two. They haven't really let up on um, on on that, if that is in fact the case. I think they've talked about how, J.J. specifically, how that ain't the team that I played for in terms of who's who's out there on the field, who's coaching, et cetera. So, um, you know, to him, it's not. But, I mean, if you've been with a team for 10 years or seven years, in Hopkins' case, um, that's a long time to play for a team. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of memories, good times, bad times, et cetera. So they have – we haven't spoken to DeAndre Hopkins, but even his teammates that we've spoken to, it seems like they're a little more concerned about what's happening on the Cardinal side of things yeah. rather than the Texans. But I, I'm sure that you can't just, like, you know, put all of your emotions, you know, away. And there's got to be a little little something. Yeah, I would think that J.J. Watt plans to be in the backfield all Sunday afternoon and they're going to get Hopkins – like eight to ten targets, uh, because it's it is personal, specifically for Hopkins. Now JJ had an opportunity to stay. He asked for his release. They granted it, uh, so he could have stuck around. And you know Houston did him a solid. Go and play for another team, and that's what ended up happening with the Cardinals recruiting him aggressively. The Hopkins situation. Hopkins is drafted late in the first round. Did everything right for that organization, and then his head coach, who we thought he trusted had a personal vendetta against him and basically thought he had too much pull in the locker room, didn't like his practice habits. DeAndre, I mean, you know DeAndre, his family, great people on and off the field. Bill O'Brien couldn't have, couldn't handle it, and so he shipped him out of town. I wrote an article, gophnx.com, about Hopkins and that, that fallout and how that process kind of came together and Steve Keim courting Bill O'Brien at the Combine in 2020. And basically, Bill O'Brien was just basically discrediting DeAndre Hopkins and selling him for you know 40 or 50 cents on the dollar and i think part of of what happened is that ownership opted to go with bill o'brien and said hey bill we still have will fuller in the house and the and we don't need deandre hopkins hopkins wants to be paid as the top receiver in football they i think there was part of part of the houston organization that thought hopkins was older damaged goods not worth the money not worth the supposed headache and it's been the complete opposite effect. They thought that because they weren't actually paying attention right. or what? Yeah, I think so. Because Hopkins is like, hey, I, I deserve to be paid. Because he signed a modest contract probably two or three years beforehand. <laughs> and Hopkins is like, hey, I've been performing as an all-pro. We're going to the postseason. I'm dominating. Like, get me up there with the Julios of the world. And they're, and Bill O'Brien, for whatever reason, was making personnel and salary cap decisions. And he's like, no. And he was telling uh, Janice McNair, who owns the team, we don't need to pay this guy. And so Kime gets in his ear at the combine, like, you know, we've we've got some extra money if you're interested. 
ship him our way. We'll extend him. We'll give you this all pro running back, a second round pick. They just didn't think that he was worth the money. And he comes here. I think he's exceeded expectations by and large. He he averages over 80 yards per game. He's on pace this year for, I think it's like 13 touchdowns, which would be a career high. Mm-hmm. And then you look at their organization, and six months after he was traded, they basically clean house. Bill O'Brien got fired. It is, it is by and large, the worst trade in modern NFL history because you know, typically when, we, when trades happen, there are snap judgments, but you have to wait to see who won the trade, right? Sure. That trade was universally panned by the time it happened because everybody knew how bad it was. Everyone knew how bad it was. <laughs> was like, like the <laughs> modest football, even modest football fans knew, were like, what the hell's going I on? I couldn't believe we got DeAndre Hopkins. You got Hopkins? Yeah. You, mean, you got Hopkins? For like, nothing. Got, for nothing? We got, oh my God, this would be a great storyline if the other guys hated JJ and D Hops for leaving the team. No. This would be a great story. They'd both still be there if it was up to them. But it's not not the case, though, because they had him on their team. They knew they were great players. And then their greatness went to another place and has just continued to transcend. Yeah. So it's not like these guys are – now they're in awe of them. And they are probably wanting to see how they can get out of Houston and go someplace else and play. Um, And it's just one of those things where – Whitney Merciless just got released. (laughs) This is a beautiful situation in Houston if you're trying to get – that, that, that's probably there. goodwill over there. You probably can get a good deal right now. <laughs> you know who you just got to feel sorry for because he got caught up in all of it and really didn't have a choice in the matter, and that's David Johnson. Yeah. Uh, he did an interview recently with The Athletic and told them that you know he was in a fishbowl and everything he did was going to be magnified because of who was traded for him. And he said, quote, honestly, I felt like if I was traded for anyone else, it wouldn't be as bad. I just think the magnitude of the trade is what made it so stressful. And he went on to talk about pretty much the the toll that it took on him. And, you know, I mean, obviously, he's no longer a Cardinal. So, you know, it is what it is. But you kind of David Johnson was an awesome guy. You know, he he was never the same after he was injured and Mm -hmm. it was time for him to go. But you hate to see situations like that that like really take a toll on the human that's in the midst of all of it because of, you know, so much, I guess, shit talking and you know, bashing mm-hmm. and things like that. I, I do feel sorry for the guy. And, you know, he'll be making his return to Arizona on Sunday. He's a great player, even better person, a phenomenal draft pick by Steve Kime to have the foresight to take this kid out of northern Iowa from a, an upbringing where his mom got him out of a bad situation. They moved to Iowa, didn't have um, any kind of scholarship offers outside of Northern Iowa, and then took it to, I'll never forget, took it to Iowa his last year there, over 100 yards rushing and receiving, and was phenomenal in 2015, 2016 with this franchise. And then they signed him to an extension. He blew out his, his knee in the process. His skills eroded. And so when they, and Kingsbury had started to phase them out. Remember, they traded for Kenyon Drake. So the writing was on the wall that, probably try to move off of him, right? But he had this big inflated salary cap number. And so most people assuming going into that offseason were like, okay, if the Cardinals are going to be able to pivot off of David like, and they want to get rid of his salary, they may have to attach a draft pick to do it. And so I'll never forget the morning of March 16th when the trade happened. And I outlined this in the article. And Schefter had a series of tweets come out. And the first being that, the, the Cardinals are transition tagging Kenyon Drake. So that immediately sparked, well, what's going to happen to David Johnson? And then the next treat was, 
Houston is trading for David Johnson. So the speculation then went, were the Cardinals going to trade David Johnson and a fourth to Houston for like a seventh as just a salary cap dump, like an NBA trade? Mm -hmm. And then the next tweet was, Houston's taking all the money. And then the next tweet was, Houston's getting David Johnson and a second round pick and Arizona's getting DeAndre Hopkins. It was the most unbelievable. It was like the most ridiculous, like 16 minute span I can ever remember being on Twitter because people had to double and triple check that Adam Schefter, it wasn't like a fake account. And is this a blue check mark and make sure it was all legitimate. That stuff does happen. You got to make sure that the blue check mark is there. And it, it will go down emphatically as one of the most absurd days. And what makes matters even, even crazier was free agency started five days after the pandemic happened in 2020. And so the Cardinals, you probably remember this, couldn't get a physical with D-Hop until the following month. So the trade did not commensurate until, I think, April 15th. So Bill O'Brien got roasted on Twitter. His owner's probably hearing all this shit, and he still had the gall to say, nope, it's still a good trade. We we like it. They could have backed out at any point. They could have purposely failed David Johnson's physical. They didn't. And that just shows you Bill O'Brien is just a vindictive motherfucker because otherwise he would have said, no, forget this. We'll bring Hopkins back. The bad move on my part. Wouldn't do it. Or does he just think he's the smartest person and not Probably. even just the room, but like, yeah, you know, I'm the sure lead. there's some yeah. truth to that. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how like I'll take uh buddy Ryan situation with the bill O'Brien. And I don't I mean, I thank God that buddy Ryan drafted me. I liked him as a head coach. Um, wasn't, wasn't the best <clears throat> offensive defensive head coach, but he was the best defensive coach that, yeah. you know, that we had on our team as the head coach. Um, but the scenario was he had the power to pull the trigger on the players he wanted, and he had the power to fire the players that he didn't want. But he got rid of the left tackle, starting left tackle, because the guy just didn't make his 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 uh, his so-called uh, favorite list. His favorite list, but it was also his list his uh, his skills that he had to run before the, in order to come to the camp. Gotcha. So it was like he had to run an eight eighty as a lineman that was on the table. But what in truth goes, it just says sometimes you give the coach too much power. And that sometimes is just at the detriment of all the players or the, the team and the success of the team. And that's just, like we said, the, the Houston Texans have imploded, and it's not a pretty sight to watch. And David, honestly, everything else said is absolutely correct. The writing was on the wall, and unfortunately, you know, a good player got hurt, and it never really rebounded. And the sad part is, is that he went to another team that was just as crappy. And so he, he, and he, he, he wasn't going to be the star of the stud there no matter how much chance they had gave him because they were on a losing, it was in a losing situation. I, I think that's the most unfortunate thing is because if David Johnson was just a street free agent, like somebody would pick him up. Mm-hmm. He's got such complimentary skills as a receiver like Andy Reid or like a, I always thought Bill Belichick would have been a good fit because of the re- receiving aspect he has of his backs. Like I hope he gets an opportunity. He's going to get released after this season. His, his, his uh, salary cap is movable. It's manageable where they can cut him outright. Hopefully he has a second act in the NFL. I agree. I think we'd all like to uh, to see him have success down the road. Yeah. Um, a reminder, if you want to get in on some sports betting this weekend, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the code PHNX. If you combine multiple bets from the same game, you're going to get a bigger payout. It's called the parlay. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. That's right. Uh, another one of our favorite sponsors is, of course, Manscaped here at PHNX as we prepare Frank and I for our debut for You America next Thursday at our tailgate event, Westgate Lolos. 
It's Lola's, right? Westgate? Lola. 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 The Lola. I made that mistake Lola. too. I'm so I'm so so sorry for insulting anybody. It's the Lola. The Lola. The Westgate. There's the there's the graphic. Fantastic. Yep. We're on our Manscaped game, and you should be too. Promo code PHNX, manscaped.com, free shipping site wide, as well as 20% off. Lawnmower 4.0, ear trimmers, face trimmers, shower gel. The array of products goes on and on. Get it now. Get ready for uh, our big debut next week as Frank and I get prepared with Manscaped. Yeah. No, just here's a quick thing. Quit stop lying. Stop lying. Stop lying to yourself. You know you, <laughs> you know you're talking hair. to me. No, no, not like, you. You can actually do I'm get saying, this but they, 20% no, just, off. Just, the men need to stop lying. Yeah. They know everyone don't like the extra stuff they got going on, and they need they need they need to clean themselves That's up. That's right. It is a grooming situation. Take some pride. Pe- thank you. Please stop lying to yourself. You got hair growing out your ears. You got hair in your nose. Only my ninety two year old grandpa and his nurse clean yourself up and get stuff right. Coming out of his ears. But I mean, that's the situation. You know, that's the beauty of what we're talking about. You get a discount using the PHNX code. Guess what? Stop, just stop lying to yourself. Get yourself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Take some time. Get yourself right. And then, no, guess what? You might get that person you like or the person that do like you might like you more. Might stick around. Well, Otherwise. you know who else is uh, partners or has a partnership with Manscaped? It's Colin Coward. And I I saw that because I was watching his interview with former Cardinals head coach, now Bucks head coach Bruce Arians. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a Manscaped read in it. I was like, I know all about it now. <laughs> um, but... In this conversation, uh, Bruce Arians was talking about a workout with Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, this would have been while he was with the Arizona Cardinals. And here's what he had to say uh, about Mahomes that had Johnny just furious and sick to his stomach. Bruce. One of the greatest great, greatest workout I've ever had was Patrick Mahomes. And really? Yeah, was, dude, is so smart. I mean... Byron and I had him on the board for about an hour and a half. And, uh, you know, you, you can see the arm. I mean, the wind was blowing 30 miles an hour in Lubbock, which is a nice day. And uh, in, in the middle of the workout, I say, hey, I'm the safety. I'm blitzing. It's slide protection. And he ripped off exact words to fix the protection. And he just learned them an hour and a half before that in a meeting. Then I was like, hey, I'm the strong safety. It's man. Man protection. He fixed it. Like, I looked at Byron. We've had guys that took three years to get that done. <laughs> All right. It was like amazing his his recall uh, from that meeting out on the field and the arms the arms crazy. Okay, first off, Colin Coward needs to back up a Didn't little that bit. It looked like, like he saw something in his nose. He was like, "Yeah, it did. It did. It was probably something <laughs> up on a screen. It kind of reminded me of Johnny the first time he tried to uh, call into the show while he was at State Farm Stadium." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm already pissed off with this segment. Cheers. Don't make me more upset. That was beautiful. Can you see me? Can you see me? No, Johnny. Hey, back. guys. Hey. Johnny, can you like step away from the camera and like. It was I had the free hand and my tripod bro. didn't work. Come me some slack. It was beautiful. Oh, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, oh, you're, tri- you're tripod. You're holding it like selfie yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like this well. okay. All right. Not that anybody cared to ask, but. Bruce Aarons, I love you, brother. You are full of shit. If you wanted Patrick Mahomes, he would have been an Arizona Cardinal. You wanted Hassan Reddick. Uh, at the end of the day, Steve Kime is pulling the trigger on a quarterback, his head coach, who specializes in quarterback loves. I love Bruce. Bruce has gone on. That's not the first time he said we wanted Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes went pick 10. The Cardinals had pick 13. Deshaun Watson, had he went pick 12. Teams wanted to get up in front of Arizona. 
all Bruce Aarons had to do was, Steve, let's package picks. Let's get in the top 10. Mahomes has fallen. Let's go get him. He'd be an Arizona Cardinal. Bruce Arians was staunchly committed to a fault to Carson Palmer during his time in Arizona, and they wanted to try to run it back, which was wrong, to win a Super Bowl in 2017. They went 8-8. Eight and eight. Carson got hurt. So they said, we're going to take Hassan Reddick because he's a plug-and-play guy, impact, impact player immediately. How'd that turn out? I like Hassan. He wasn't ready. If Patrick Mahomes, at the end of the day, if, if Arians loved him, then they should have moved up to draft him. That's It's hyperbole now because it makes Arians look good, and he's a phenomenal head coach. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame eventually. But, Bruce, come on. Nobody's buying that. You would If that happened, then half of your wardrobe would be different because it's all, you have all these Kyler Murray shirts. I would have, yeah. It would be very different. I also think that they'd have a, a Lombardi or two by by this point if they had Mahomes and Arians, but that's a different conversation. I'm, I'm, I love Kyler Murray, right? But it, it bears re- repeating that Kime knew that that was a mistake and Arians leaves, and so he had to remedy that or attempt to the following year trading up from 15 to 10 to get Josh Rosen. So that I'll never forget that 2017 draft. That first round was the most gutting draft I've ever watched in my entire life as a Cardinal fan, knowing full well Palmer was done. He was shot. He was on the last year of his deal. They needed to go up and get any one of those quarterbacks. I even like, I hate to admit it, Trubisky. I said, just go up and get somebody, whomever you love, sit him behind Palmer for a year, and then to watch both Mahomes and Watson fall outside the top nine and the Cardinals just sit status status quo and let two teams jump them. Because remember, Kansas City and Houston were picking in the 20s and they let both franchises jump ahead of them. It was uh, it was a pretty demoralizing day because I think Bruce would still be here had that happened. You think so? Oh, yeah. Because you don't pull the trigger on that player. He would have seen Patrick Mahomes first day of training camp, OTAs, and been like, shit, I'm ready to sign an extension with the team. But there, there had to be something that the teams were not necessarily impressed with Mahomes to but let him fall But he just said down. they just yeah, loved I'm him. I agree, but that's what I'm saying. There had to be something in the conversation that said, because he still had to sit. And he wasn't like he just, walked, it wasn't like he just walked out there. Could have sat in Arizona. He, I agree just, with that. I, there's, my only thought would have been was the coach didn't want to upset the old dog, putting a, a young bull behind him, knowing what he had. Now, that's, that's, that's questionable. I, yeah. That's questionable because that, no one, that would upset Carson. Is what it, you're saying? I'm, that's sometimes that happens because you, I mean you you see what happens when you start putting quarterbacks behind like Tom Brady, and they start saying you're the next guy, and Tom's like I still got time, and you start trying to bring that to the table. So that is a that's a conversation that sometimes happens behind closed doors. He might not he might not avoid that because you said he fell in love with you're Steve Kime. That's when you just got to be like I gotta do what's best for the organization. That that would be the case, but you know again. I mean, you're and Steve Kime, the, the one who on draft day told somebody that he had no chance to start. You think is going to have an issue with stepping in in a situation like that, saying, "Hey, it is what it is." I don't think Kime would have an issue with that. I mean, they bark on 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 draft days. They bark a lot. You know, they, they when you when they're out on camera, they're barking at each other about a lot of stuff. The the beauty about the draft is that someone has to argue your a point so good that <laughs> they have to argue a point so good that everyone the owner has to say, okay, we'll agree. Something about Hassan Reddick had for them to to take that moment. I, you know, it had to be on the table. But I, I that to me is I agree with you on that. I just don't. I, I sometimes old coaches do stuff that just does not seem right. And it seemed very weird. And they, that, that to me, that that would have been the only thing that made sense is that he did not want to possibly upset the, you know, Carson. Although he got hurt, it still would have been something that would have put more fire under him to have to go out and play when you have a new quarterback. Because when you're losing, 
They always want to see the next guy, the next thing up. I don't think Carson would, I don't think he was that kind of guy, but. What's weird is they weren't in the market really for a quarterback outside of, they worked out Deshaun Kaiser from Notre Dame like mm-hmm. four times. Bidwell flew in to see him. And so when they traded up in the second round of that same draft, I was convinced that's who they were taking. Thankfully, they took Buda Baker and that worked out very well. But I just, I don't think they took quarterback that seriously that year because they didn't take one. They thought they were good, which was a mistake. Yeah. We could have had my homies. We could have had the they homies. They went and gave Sam Bradford $20 million the next offseason. Tells you how that went. <laughs> Johnny, Bird Gang Travel Club says that you said on Twitter that we're getting a crud muffin shirt. I did not say that. Somebody asked me if the <laughs> shirt that I've teased. So, by the way, we have a new shirt that's dropping oh, this weekend. Yeah, what the heck? How do you know about it and, and because I don't? Because I have sources that give me great insight, and then I get to tease it. <laughs> What's the and new shirt? feel superior. I'm not going to tell you guys what the shirt is. You I'll show you. I'll show you when we get done. Okay. It's not a well, crud muffin geez. shirt, though, I, because I would let Cheers, Cheerson would design the crud muffin shirt for sure. <laughs> I would not have input on that. that. That would be fly. Crud I, I'm taking ideas. If anybody has any design ideas for a crud muffin shirt. <laughs> that would be tight. I would like that. <laughs> what What would that look like? Someone has a muffin in their hand and throwing it at somebody like, shut up with the crud muffin. Like they're throwing a I crud don't muffin. even know what crud muffin means. I think you, it's a, tr- it's you, a nicer it's a way Cheerson. of saying like Shut the front oh door. Oh shit. Oh no. Okay. Crud oh. muffin's like oh shit. Like or like oh crud muffin or something like that. Yeah, it's like basically Oh, if you Google if you Google it, something comes up. Interesting. I thought I made that up. Who is who is copying my Oh, Cheerson thought she had she had uh she had hit the mother. She had hit the crud pay muffins. Load. They're a thing. A vegan muffin. Stop it. It's oh my vi- god, it's a word in the Urban Dictionary for shit. Oh my god, I'm. Ma- you had to go to the Urban to get it, baby. We make it up as Maybe we go. We'll eat some crud muffins one day. Wait a second. I thought that was <laughs> my word. No I thought I was the only one that I thought I was so original and I made that up. Oh, and it's Cheerson, a thing. No, no. no. I've heard that before. You've heard crud yeah. muffin? Yeah. I've never heard it. I just thought that that was part of your regular vocabulary. So I was like, that's Cheerson's thing. We'll let her own that. Have that. No, it like literally is my thing. I thought I made it up years ago. Oh, no. Let's, let's, no, no, no. no. That's a real word. That's... <laughs> I thought it was my <laughs> on thing, that, guys. On that note. <laughs> Urban Dictionary says the name uh, shit. On that thing, you can send your suggestions for t-shirt ideas on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at phnx underscore sports. If you're not following us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, Please do that. And um, yes, we'll be ordering crud muffin shirts for Thursday's party with the so burger. Oh, just oh, crud muffins, not shirts, sure, just crud muffins. I don't know what that's going to taste like, but I'll take your word for it, Burger Gang Travel, and we'll uh, see you on Sunday.